to buy things on the net i like to go to amazon.com oh it's the best and i really like to go through the feralaudio.com amazon portal oh i get money it's we great. all get money we, and so do the rest of the artists on feralaudio.com yeah so do that for us please because buy stuff because we want to make a living consume <laughs> yeah about time just a good old boy. All right. So we, are we, can we talk about the Dukes of Hazard now? Yes. Let's talk about the so. Dukes of Hazzard. Is it okay? Yeah, I was, sure. I was, I was more of an A-team fan when I was a kid, but the Dukes were cool. I, I lived in Louisiana when the Dukes were on, and that whole, my whole hometown at the time just stopped to watch the Dukes Well, that makes sense. You were in Louisiana. Yeah. So yeah. The neighborhood boys always made me be J.D. Hogg. <laughs> oh, so you were, the, you were the bad guy. Yeah. You were the rich, corrupt yeah. The incompetent fat kid. Yeah. And and these guys were running moonshine over Hazard County. They were the kind of they were cool dudes, right? Yeah. This was a huge part of my childhood. Uh, even the season with Coy and Vance. In high school, um, I was uninvited to participate in the homecoming float building, so I cut the roof off of my own car and painted it like the General Lee. Yeah, that, that fucking flag, though. Yeah, yeah, that's that's problematic. That fucking flag, though. When I was in high school, I got to ask Tom Wopat, Luke Duke himself, what was up with the new Dukes, and he said it had to do with a uh, merchandising contract dispute. Uh, I think it sums up today's show nicely, Hunter. Yeah, good opening, guys. So, uh, so here we're we're talking. I'm talking about these Dukes, these Duke boys. They're entering the '80s. The Southern Outlaw, and by proxy, these uh, these outlaw country. As we hear Waylon Jennings singing the opening, the the image was beginning to soften, just like these Duke boys. They were they were they were softening. There was no more drinking, no more, no more fighting, no more fucking. They were getting older, wiser, and most importantly, there was a well-liked Republican in the White House who let you do whatever the fuck you wanted. Mm-hmm. So you could drive your General Lee as fast as you wanted. No, no more of that bullshit conserve gas and from the goddamn peanut farmer from Georgia. No, you can do whatever the fuck you want. Times were good. So just like the Cold War... The outlaws of country were winding down. In the words of Waylon, as exemplified by the Dukes, they were just the good old boys, never meaning no harm. Since the day they were born, right? Yes. Yeah. This is the extended version. No, I just... He started it over. I started it over. Because oh, it's awesome. Anyways, they were ready to have a healthy relationship with America. Ready to meet the founding fathers and mothers. Ready to impress with their patriotic good deeds. So today, I introduce you to a changed outlaw. I give you in-law country. Beyond Yacht Rock podcast. We create genres of music and we count down the songs that exemplify that genre. Today we're talking about in-law country, but because 
We're the guys who created the net show Yacht Rock and coined the term. We like to uh, throw a bone to a Yacht Rock song every episode. Dave, what are we listening to right now? We are not going to introduce ourselves. Yeah, what the hell? Oh, uh, Steve? (laughs) Hello, I'm Steve. Dave? Hey, I already said hello. Hunter? Hey, I'm the captain, and when I was talking about the Dukes, asking if we were going to talk about him, I just, it was a yes or no question. Oh. Oh. Well, we talked about Uh, him on JD. What are we listening to, Dave? We are listening to the 1978 single, What Good Is Love, by Bill Champlin. Yeah. This is the first track off of his first solo album, uh, called Single. What a great name for his first uh, single act after he left, or broke up more uh, correctly, The Sons of Champlin. Uh, this was written by him and good old Jay Graydon, who also produced. Hey, Poopin' Graydon! Yeah. They wrote this around the same time as uh, After the Love is Gone, popularized by Earth, Wind, and Fire. Never heard of it. Which Hollywood Steve is going to tell us about someday. Yep. That can't come soon enough for me. Yep. Because yep. it's a badass song. Help me choose this one, as it has the same vibe, even though it isn't quite as good. Jay Graydon, his influence on Yacht Rock is getting downright creepy. It really is. How involved he is. It's almost like when he when he dies, they're going to peel off his skin and find Coco Goldstein. Well, it's, it's, I really think it's it's one of those things we never looked at. We never looked at, there was never a good Yacht Rock guitarist. That's him. Yeah. yeah. He, is, he is the Yacht Rock session guitarist. Like, uh, that's why, where it's, I think that's where we're finding out. Because Lukather's not. Yeah, Lukather's a rock guy. He's, he's yeah. rock that gets dialed down. Did, was Jay Graydon the one that did the solo and peg? Uh, it was solo and something. I forgot. But one of those. Stop asking us questions about music things. Sorry. Somebody on Twitter. That's knows. a different podcast. And now we look stupid. Uh, well, this entire album is a who's who of yacht rock. Not only do you have all six members of what would become Toto on here, you got backing vocals by Michael McDonald. And get this on oh, this song. Oh, not on this song. What? No, you know who sings backup vocals on this song? Who? I'm gonna get it. Daryl Hall. Oh yeah, I hear him. Yeah. There he is. There he is. Yep. He's trying to outshine the champ. <laughs> Classic. The champ. You can't, the champ. you can't take down the champ. Um, later, uh, Bill Champlin would uh, collaborate even with Kenny Loggins on his follow-up album, Runaway. But that's not this one. All right. Uh, so Bill Champlin is bringing all these guys together. Yeah. Yeah, he's a he's he's a wild card. Yeah, even the, even like the guys from the mean streets of Philly. Yeah, this this, this whole album does a really good job writing that yacht rock disco line. Yeah. And this song feels and there's a lot of like Boz Gag threadish kind of yeah. stuff. Yeah, a little bit of Steely Dan vibe too. They push the boundaries of yacht. These guys. Yeah, that's their that's their mo. Yeah, I went down a bit of a Bill Champlin uh, rabbit hole oh, when I was good looking at this. Hole. And I found out that he was the music director for the sketch comedy show Fridays. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's a, you're having a lot of fun with fun facts. Yeah. Boy. yeah, yeah it doesn't get much more fun than that. Oh, yeah. It's delightful. Uh, we talking about this Bill Champlin song? Uh, I think we are. Yeah, yeah. 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 Over Let's hear that. something good. Okay. <laughs> like Bill Champlin? <laughs> yeah, finally. Jeez. Oh. <laughs> Oh, God. All right. So, so right off the top, I'm going to be that fucking hack, trite asshole who says, Hey, I 
like okay. I like country music, but I don't like today's country. I don't like modern. I'm, country. I'm right there with you, Hunter. Put a, so put a truck in it. But we're we're those assholes. Uh, listen, I used to think country music had become some sort of bastardized brand of Skinner mixed with Roy Rogers. But I found that was Garth Brooks, I guess, which is like fucking 30 years ago at this point. So this is listen to this. This is the number one country song as of this show, I believe. It's H. L-Y by Florida Georgia Line. Yeah. It's, it's, it's just it's just bland pop music with acoustic guitar and vague references to Christianity. It's it's terrible. I, I, what, why? Why? What's H-O-L-Y? Like hard on loving you? or Hard, yeah, hard on loving you. Oh, I just realized what I said. Yeah, hard yes. on loving you. That's what about, it is. This song no. about boners. You figured it out, Dave. Oh, man, we always crack that code. Anyways, there was a time when these, back in the day, when these a group of guys rejected this type of bland modernization of country. And then a whole generation grew up listening to the Eagles and that was yeah, it. Yeah, I ruined it. But anyways, let's go back to those guys who rejected this shit and let's talk about Outlaw Country. Wait, can I oh, wait. rap over this song fast? I'm <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, I say I'm a Christian but I drive an F-250. I use money for a truck when that baby there is hungry. Thank you. Okay. What do you rap. think, Dave? That was right up your alley, right? Yeah, that's uh, really, really glad we uh, put that in. Okay, you want to hear a song by an outlaw? Yeah, let's fucking get out of here. All right. Well, we're, I'm doing a show about in. Oh, oh, listen to that bass line. You didn't even fucking that's hear that. That's a lot better. That's much better. Is that some pedal steel on, on the top there? Anyway, so the production value is dialed down. But anyways, we're doing a show about in-law country, so I want to talk about outlaw country. So, this is about Johnny Paycheck with I'm the only hell mama ever raised. And our buddy Messina, a.k.a. Lane Farm Farmhand, he recommended this song because he loves outlaw country and love that guy. Yeah, Johnny Paycheck's great. He's, he made popular the uh, song Take That Job and Shove It. Yeah, and, yeah, and, and he looks like a woman wearing a fake beard. He does, but I think it's because like as he got older in the 70s, he just dyed it all, all right, one guys, color and trimmed it like really to like a level of boy band perfection. Guys, I don't mean to spoil this, but there's a Johnny Paycheck song in the list. Let me talk oh, we're gonna, about... Oh. Can we talk more about Johnny Paycheck when that song comes up? Yes, you okay. can. Oh, fantastic. Let's talk oh, about... You should have told us what you put in the list so we could have uh, huh. planned ahead. I have a bone to pick up with him now, but we'll I'll put a pin in it. Right. <laughs> okay. He's dead. We're going to get... Guys, we'll get into this stuff. But what is Outlaw Country? Musically, it's... Well, we're not even... Which isn't even the show. God. Oh, I'm thrown. What is Outlaw Country? Musically, it was a country. It was country music that went back to the days of honky tonks and rockabilly. It rejected the popular Nashville sound, of, that slick city Nashville sound of large, sometime orchestral productions and crooning. You know, that's that, that slick stuff like that. The first crossover. song that we heard, the crossover stuff. Yeah, but thematically, it was about the shadows of humanity. Criminality, wanton sex, wanton, wanton, wanton sexuality. We're in twelve of them wantons. I'm horny. It's like an Oriental sexuality. <laughs> I'm wanting for these wantons, baby. <laughs> Got me a China girl, my little wanton. Anyways, anti-establishment bullshit. Anyways, that's what those outlaws are singing about. Uh, you know, the the roust bots, the no good nicks, the outlaws. Hence the name. Anyways, so the problem was that you, when you sing 
You sing with dogs, you wake up with fleas. These guys were living a life, and they were becoming outlaws themselves. They were, like I said, they were smoking, drinking, fucking, and fighting. Not always in that order. Pill popping too. That was they were popping pills, goofballs, and speed ramps. Yeah. Some black buzzers and red devils. <laughs> they were country's first rock stars, these guys. But anyways, it is starting to take a toll on these guys, which was unsustainable. So let's go to the next song. Steve. And the bottle. I'm dedicating this third intro song to you. Wow. I love George Jones. Yes, this is George Jones. Old George, stop drinking today. All right, well, what's out? What's, now, we got out out of the way. What's in-law? Yeah, which is what the show is about. Well, it's mostly about quitting your evil ways, which is what George is singing about here. This is a good example because on the surface, it's, it's close. He's regretting sort of things, but it's not fully there. So let me break it down further. Number one. It's an honest rejection of your outlaw ways for a softer, gentler side. This song is an, is an anecdote. Old George stopped drinking because he died, which didn't really happen. So, so and, and honestly, after going through most of his catalog, I don't think George Jones ever quit drinking. So you can't use him because it's not about reminiscing. Number two, it's in the 80s, generally, generally around the time of uh, Reagan's first term, because yeah, these guys were loving life. Vietnam was fading, patriotism was, was at an all-time high, social movements were being suppressed. Yeah! Yeah, which is great. <laughs> these guys were, and these guys were firmly middle-aged, uh, past your average settling down point, so they were due. And also, there's another thing in the 80s. Yacht Rock swept the scene and added a few more production, little little gold, little production gold in there. Yeah, Yacht guys. Rock raised the bar of production, so these yeah. guys had to they, meet it. They started, yeah, they started meeting that they sound. They started going back to that produced Nashville sound. That's the produced Yeah, Nashville well, yeah, they were turning their backs kind of on their old ways. Um, another thing, these songs are modern. They're about the changed men. They're not reminiscing, like I said. That's a cheat. And also, these aren't generic love songs. No crooning. Uh, like these, uh, like Outlaw, these were honky-tonks. And last, and certainly not least, these songs made them look like great potential husbands. <laughs> the in-laws would be impressed by these country boys. Hence the name. In-law country. In-law country. This, this is our first ever three songs. Long intro segment. I don't think four, four if you count the uh, the first one. Well, that's fine. Sometimes you need three songs to explain. Well, this this is the thing. It's like I wanted to hear the crappy stuff today. Mm-hmm. It's all very important. Don't listen to these. Then guys I wanted the outlaw, and then I had to say the inlaw. Don't listen. This is our first nut, country show. These are nut jobs. That's true. Here. That is our first. This is our first country show, and it's not going to be our last. Okay. Oh, yeah, Gauntlet. I'll believe it when I see it. Anyways. George, old George stopped drinking. He didn't, though. I'm pretty sure he did. This is kind of so. It's kind of like the plot of he stopped loving her today, except it's about George drinking. He just died. He died. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, which didn't happen. You want to count down these? Let's in, count some songs. Down. Yeah. Let's hits. go into the real in-law country. Oh, these are so good. Number ten. Oh yeah. Here we go. 
So this is. Uh, can I say this right off the top? Yeah. What the fuck? Dying a beard? What kind of pussy does that? All right, you can put you a pin a, on it. There you go. You got a gray beard. Well, not, you let it go gray. Not only did he dye it, but he shaved like the whole area below his lip to the soul patch, which just made it look like uh, a fake beard. You can eat a dick, Hunter. Tell us about this, this shitbag Johnny Paycheck yeah. song. In case you guys are wondering, these guys are going back. You put a pin on it. Thank you. Mm -hmm. We're going back to Johnny Paycheck. This oh, is a Johnny song. Paycheck. Modern times from 1987. Uh, Those certainly were modern times back then. Exactly. <laughs> they, they couldn't get any more modern. Uh, so this is in the example song. He was uh, talking about being a kid and messing up. Now he's totally changed his tune. He changed the narrative. Those were the good old days where nothing bad happened. Unlike today with all this wicked city living. Yeah? It's always the city living that gets you. He's going in-law. There's a problem with today. America needs to be great again. Everybody's always saying, boy, if it was only like the old days, I could be happy. The old days where you live in a house, you just hug and kiss your kids. Uh, you, you kiss your wife, maybe with your wiener. <laughs> I mean, that's it. it. Like, it's not that hard. So, hey, just be a good spouse, people who want America to be great again. Just be a good dude. It's easy. Well, I have to say some of this modern stuff that he's talking about is more just being in the city. So go to the country. Yeah. It's a two-hour drive. Yeah, he needs to, really. Which the in-laws would love that, right? Yeah, you know? go see the in-laws out yeah. in the country. Yeah, exactly. This is this guy's, uh, this guy's he, he'd give all he owns for a family and a home. They'd love this guy. That's what he says in this. And considering Johnny Paycheck is most known for the song Take This Job and Shove It, which he played on the Dukes of Hazzard, yeah. it's a total un 180 from his outlaw days. Mm -hmm. He is pure in-law on this guy. I mean, yeah, everything he's reminiscing about is super easy to do, though. He, he wishes he could go to church. He says the USA is great. He, he wants to say the USA is great. He wants to work like hell for 50 cents. You can do that today if you want to. It's not hard. Do you think that he's worried that church is going to shut down when he walks in because he's such a big star? He's such a modern guy. Sorry, we can't do church for no city, folks. It's a bunch of companies that would let you work for 50 cents. Anything else about this song? No, let's no, go on. Number we, we, all there is to talk about. Yeah. Yeah. This is a fun, this is a knee slapper. I know Dave loves slapping knees. Uh, listen to those. These are, this song has simple, subtle production values. This is Guy Clark with Homegrown Tomatoes. <laughs> this song is just as low stakes as Wheels on the Bus, but isn't quite as rocking. <laughs> it's, it's less high stakes because on a bus, like, it could crash. Yeah. yeah. Like, if you're just a watching... can plant a bomb on it, like, in speed. Listen, this guy, guys. This guy's just eating a tomato that he yeah, grew. This guy loves growing and eating tomatoes. This is a goddamn granola-eating sweetheart. What? He doesn't eat granola, he eats tomatoes. That's a good so, point. So does anybody know how big of an outlaw this guy Clark was back in the day? Uh, well, He was a pretty big outlaw. He, yeah. was, he was more known as a songwriter than as a singer. Yes, he was. But, uh, he's, he, he's a lesser known outlaw. He mostly, yeah, as Steve said, he wrote hits for, for outlaws. Like Jerry Jeff Walker. Yes. Jerry Jeff Walker covered a lot of his songs. And he, he wrote songs for John Denver, which who did a version of this song. Oh, what a hard ass. 
<laughs> well, no, he wasn't a. Oh. I'm just, I'm, there's, I'm drawing a line. Ah. Anyways, he's from Texas, which I found that Texas had a lot of outlaw influence. That there's, they kept they. Whereas the other parts of that of the South gravitated toward Nashville, Texas stayed with the sort of stripped down productions. During this. Texas does their own damn thing. <laughs> Anyways, Clark's from Texas, and in uh, 1986 he had an outlaw song called Texas Cooking, which was about barbecue chicken fried steak and greasy enchiladas all the stuff that would lead to heart disease here he's eating much healthier which is what you have to do when you're thinking of starting a family it's weird that he he's going straight into in-laws he doesn't mention salsa in this song you can make you can totally make salsa out of your homegrown tomatoes yeah, yeah I bet Johnny paycheck once served uh, salsa made in New York City and that's why everybody made fun New York of City exactly and then he got mad about modern chains but we're talking about tomatoes you guys, you guys really have a boner for uh, they said uh, They said in this song it says there's nothing homegrown tomatoes can't hear. I don't think that's accurate. Yeah. No, I think it's an accurate uh, homeopathic remedy for just about everything. Uh, this guy's a real, this guy probably votes for can't, Jill Stein. Can't, can't bring big, my dad back. Big homeopathy. Well, I like, I like that the chorus of this song, he doesn't even bother to find a word that rhymes with tomatoes. Well, why? He loves tomatoes. Yeah. Yeah, he does. You don't have to when it's all you're thinking about. Yeah, what rhymes with tomatoes other than potatoes, and then you're changing the uh, the point of the song. Yeah. He doesn't like homegrown potatoes. I guess potatoes. you could say, it ain't them shitty potatoes. I love homegrown tomatoes, too, but I prefer heirloom tomatoes from the farmer's market. If I could uh, suck my own dick, I would wrap an heirloom tomato around my penis and eat it off my dick. I'd go with orange. Huh. Either way, the acid could sting. Number eight. Yeah. You know, I was going to say that we had to slow it down slightly, but JD brought up the point that homegrown tomatoes is kind of, this is basically on the same tempo with that, so we're not yeah. really slowing it down. This, But here we got Willie Nelson. I actually think this is a little more upbeat than yeah. that song. Yeah, might, might be. Maybe not the, I don't know. He's not as enthusiastic about this song. Anyway, this is Pass It On from 1986 by Willie Nelson, or Shotgun Willie as he used to be known. But not this guy. This wasn't Shotgun. No. Was that because he, he would shoot people with guns, or he always rode in the front seat? I guess now he could be it's Shotgun Willie, really, but he's riding in the shotgun, front seat. Shotgun and yeah. a bong. Gun a bong? Uh, sure. Oh, can do. Go. I mean, the song goes Shotgun Willie sits around in his underwear, so... I mean, he could be doing just about anything with Shotgun Willie. So, God, he's got a great voice. Yeah, as soon as that comes in, it just feels right. Willie was always... That's America right there. He was always the softer, maybe, at this time, drunker side of outlaw. Yeah, Whiskey River, take my mind. Yeah, he wasn't a pot smoker back then. Oh, he probably was, too, but he was a drinker. Yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't his brand. But even though he was the softer, softer side, he probably would have spent the most time in the pokey. If he would have been sent sent down the river. Wait, no, that, you die. Is that, is you that die, the game right? that JD plays on his phone? Anyways, he had tax evasion charges in 1990 because a bunch of crooked 80s yuppies led him astray. Anyways, luck, luckily... Democrats. You mean Democrats. Yes. <laughs> luckily for him, he built up a lot of goodwill along the way, which includes this song about spreading goodwill, and he did this four years uh, earlier. The song is Willie Nelson's Ebony and Ivory, except it's more like brown-haired white guy and red-haired white guy live together in perfect harmony. Yeah. It's also a really well-written song, which we're not going to be able to say about every song on this list. <laughs> wow. Well, that's arguable. 
of course the in-laws would like this ginger man doing good deeds, <laughs> passing on the good feelings. In fact, this song would become an ad campaign for the Foundation for a Better Life, a non-specific religious organization <laughs> tasked to spread positivity. I hate it. But let's be frank. These former outlaws are just putting on an act for the in-laws. Pass it on doesn't mean goodwill. This is Willie Nelson. Yeah, it means Humboldt bean sprout smoking sandwich. Well, regardless, the outlaw Willie would have been drunk off his ass, even if he switched to a much more responsible weed. When is that going to become legal, by the way? Anyways, November. He is now in, it's going to become legal in November. The in-laws are cool with weed now. After November. Yeah. But this song is clearly about weed. This is about uniting the races through marijuana. Yeah. Because everybody it, likes marijuana. Pass it on. And it could still be about passing goodwill, but it definitely also argues it'd be way easier doing that if you're dubbed up to the gills. Or if that goodwill is code for a joint. Yeah. Everyone likes marijuana except me, apparently. Yeah, well, me, you'll, me too, you'll, you'll like it when it's legal. Wait till November. Once uh, once they have a Sculpin IPA bong <laughs> hit, you'll be token that bong. I'm interested. Number seven. Uh, by the way, uh, thank you, Steve's mom, for sitting in on this podcast. Yeah. Steve's mom. Welcome, uh, Big Rapids Bonnie. Which is why Steve is pretending he doesn't love weed. <laughs> <laughs> Bonnie, Steve smokes more weed than anyone I know. Yeah, Willie Nelson and Snoop Dogg combined. <laughs> okay. She's seen my refrigerator and how full of beer it is. She oh, it's knows. just an act. Uh, He's oh, doing the reverse. Unscrew the bottom of those beer bottles. <laughs> <laughs> the Bud Fiesta in there. Okay, so here we have uh, maybe the most outlaw of outlaws, David Allen Coe. Yeah, he actually wrote Take This Job and Shove It. Yes, yeah, he did. Mm-hmm. Another Johnny Paycheck fact. Yeah. Now we're good also, at fun facts. Yeah. He also wrote the song Long-Haired Redneck, which is the basis for Gigi Allen's Outlaw Scumfuck. Yeah, this guy is great. Anyways, uh, in the last song we had the nice soft side of, of outlaw, and this and on this show, soft side of in-law saying, hey, everybody. Buddy, why don't you guys do some good deeds? In this song, this this guy, this David Allen Coe, he's saying with this song, actions speak louder than words. He's saying you're a big fuckhead. If you don't do a bunch of shit, that's good. You fuckhead. He's being he's he's being an asshole. He's being tough about being good. He's being lazy because he's just stringing together a bunch of phrases <laughs> like "Don't take no wooden nickels." Yeah. I mean, Apple fell far from the tree. And this one is filled with irony because five years before, a bush in the hand is worth one oh, in guys, Steve's bong. Sorry. You guys, you guys, no, you keep running. That's You totally fit a hand in my giant bong. <laughs> if this song was written today, it would be full of things like "Don't hate the player." hate the game and uh, go hard or go home. Yes, but back then, uh, five years before back then, Co was releasing insanely misogynistic, homophobic, and racist albums in the back of Easy Rider magazines. Yes. It's said that these albums were supposed to be jokes akin to Borat's song, uh, what was it, Throw, Throw, Throw the, the Jews Down, down the, the well. well. Yeah, like that. Uh, supposedly, Shel Silverstein, uh, who, who wrote for a lot of these guys, uh, thought it was hilarious and encouraged Co to, to, to make actually make these albums, which he did. But these guys really aren't comedians. No. And they didn't land, and it no. was just bad shit. Anyways. Shel Silverstein could pull it off, and I'm going to drop a, a Shel Silverstein bomb on you uh, in uh, song sequels in a couple weeks. But yeah, when these guys sing it, 
You can't. But I got. I got to tell you this thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can continue what you're saying, uh, but no. With uh, Michelle Silverstein could could land these jokes because he's a funny, uh, very good writer. But these dudes that just plop in front of an American flag and sing about the trucks. Yeah, the whole vocal style is supposed to be achingly sincere. Yeah. yeah. And even 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 if you if you leave out those 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 albums, we are still talking about a guy, David Allen Coe, who included the N word in a song that made his greatest hits come. Which, uh, but honestly, so naturally, he's gonna say that actions speak louder but I'm gonna, than the words he's using. Yeah, they, yeah. He's, I guess he's speaking to himself. To be honest, if you can forgive like the dark sort of path he went down for a little while, his catalog is actually really good. It is. Yeah, he's very had a lot good. of he's really actually good very, stuff. very talented, but it's hard to get. But oh, oh, Dave. Mm-hmm. He also really hates Jimmy Buffett. Really? Yes. Well, all right. Can you forgive him? Maybe a little. Uh, Let me into his racist world. That's like the uh, the the Ben Weasel conundrum. He beat the shit out of a woman on stage, but I still really like his music. Here's a question: Would you, if Jimmy Buffett disappeared from the earth and all his music disappeared and everybody forgot about it, would you be a racist for that? If it would happen, right? Mm. Number six. I don't think I could do it. Okay, that's a fucking okay. That's lie. a good. That's a good. Uh, what do you call that? A, a good baseline to know about your, yeah. your Jimmy Buffett hate. Dave will not turn racist to make Jimmy Buffett go away forever and have him completely erased from I mean, it's kind of too much fun to hate him. Yeah, then how would I define myself? (laughs) All right, number six. By hating other races. Okay, number six. Number six. (laughs) Listen to this production. This is a this is a song about friendship despite the terrible LA traffic. It's a recently deceased Merle Haggard, RIP, yes, with a a friend in California. The name of the song is A Friend of California from you know, 1986. You know that this is a powerful friendship if it can survive LA traffic yes. because as anyone who lives in LA knows, oh, if your terrible. friend lives too far away, you're just not going to go drive to see yeah. him. Yeah, I never see uh, Lane over in uh on the west Marina. side. Lane Farm, farmhand. Farmhand Lane. Uh, I love traffic in LA. I have no problem with it. Yeah, I love it. It's easy right, enough great. to plan around. This is 30 years ago they complained about the traffic. It hasn't gotten that much worse, so you gotta hand it to LA. They're doing a pretty good job. Yeah, they're they're kind of holding steady. Yeah. Okay. Even the population has doubled. So, the thing They've about- also expanded public transit. No, 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 that's very important. Yeah. That's very important, and that's actually a part of the song. We're talking about in-law country. Mm-hmm. These are the things you should talk about right. while in-law country is, is playing. I am very happy we are having these conversations. Some relevant issues to yes. local life. This isn't drinking, fighting, and fucking. No. We're talking about public transit. Yeah. We're talking about getting around. Uh-huh. I, I grilled in, up in some Cali- veggies. I get grilled up some veggies on the grill for my family today. Yeah. yeah. This is yeah. what I'm talking it's about. It's a very California thing to talk yeah. about. Vegetarianism and traffic. And grilling. Maybe and I, throw some yoga in there. And this is the absolute opposite of what an outlaw country musician would but, be singing about. But to be fair, Merle is, is, is was part of the, the uh, Bakersfield sound. So he is a California native. Yeah. It's a little north of here, a little more country than LA. So it's it's a little significant that he's talking about Southern California in the song. Yeah. But he the the Bakersfield sound was the predecessor to Outlaws. It also rejected the Nashville sound. Yeah, um, it was kind of harder edged, a little twangier. It was more electrified. Yeah. It's going back to the roots. It was yeah. or keeping with the roots. Keeping with the roots, but modernizing it with more electric instrumentation. But I gotta say that the in-laws would love this. If if their daughter married this Merle and lived in California, 
he's he's talking to the in-laws. He's saying, hey, get in that Fort Worth, go to the Fort Worth airport and come on out. It's yeah. beautiful out here. But like the Willie Nelson song, it's coded because this is a booty, the song's a booty call. Yeah. This isn't just like, yeah. you're not talking to a dude, he's talking to a lady, he wants a boner, he's luring out to California, and there's yep. nothing wrong with that, just nope. don't pretend he's an innocent guy. Replace the, the word friend with erection. You've got an erection in California waiting for you, mm-hmm. and the song makes God, perfect the, sense. The dark side of I look shady. Replace friend hey. with a erection. Sometimes. Sometimes. How life. is that dark? If, uh, yeah. Making love to a woman is a beautiful thing. Making love to a man is a beautiful Stop thing. Stop replacing Sometimes. your friends with erections. Oh, Whoa. Hey. This is so appropriate today. It's almost like we've just gone to the next song. Stop smacking your legs. That's outlaw country. Cause we got yeah. America on the run. That's oh. true. Oh, Jesus. Uh. Welcome to North Dakota. Yeah. Birthplace uh. of mm. modern rapper. Rap to this. Wiz Khalifa. Yeah. It's, where are we? It's interesting that we already did we already did Pennsylvania. No, North Dakota. I said oh. North Dakota. Oh. This, he was oh. born in North Dakota. This right. guy has lived there until he was himself. three. Uh-huh. This guy has branded himself as Pittsburgh. So it's yeah, interesting. But, but because but hold let's on. get back to his oh, hold on. Hold on. Okay, thank you. Hold on. Oh, Wiz, hold on. Is hold he gonna on. explain why I, why North Dakota? I, no, on. he's not. He still wants us to hold up. But listen, Wiz, I gotta power through this. He's letting you know we did, yeah. boys. Uh, it's, he was a military brat, and he was born in Minot, North Dakota. He didn't live there too long. Three years. Three years, yeah, but that was still long enough for him to be in contention for the upcoming North Dakota Music Hall of Fame, opening in 2019 in Mandan, North Dakota. Ah, fun fact alert. Wiz Khalifa has Willie Nelson tattooed on his foot. I, I think that's not a tattoo. I think he kicked Willie Nelson in his face when Willie Nelson bogarted his hot bong too long. No way. That's when a mark Willie Nelson's face. When is, when is Wiz Khalifa going to start rapping? Listen, he's rapping now. It's a, no, it's not listen, really rapping. Wiz Khalifa. He's yelling holla a lot like that yeah. Dave Chappelle sketch. But, he, 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 and apparently he needs auto-tune. Oh. I'm in the room with a He's, he's doing a bad trap. Listen. Yeah, he sure is. Wiz Khalifa is known for his distinctive modern style, both on the mic and off. He dazzles fans with his flamboyant, flashy smile and tattooed muscles. You, but not his rapping, you, apparently. You could have picked On My Level. It's a much better song. I got a fu- this, some fun facts about Wiz. This is like the new metal of rapping. Listen. I think you intentionally made this your first semi-current song since Drake, just so you could call us Grandpa. Well, you guys are grandpas. Like, here's a no! fun fact. This will turn you. This will make you Wiz Khalifa fans. When I really? like. I don't. Yeah. I, listen, I, listen. I like no, Wiz. listen. This fun fact will. When he smokes marijuana, he likes to eat leftovers, Funyuns, Cheetos, French fries, fresh chocolate chip cookies, and Burger King Whoppers. Uh, but you'll never catch him eating bacon Whoppers because he doesn't eat pork. I learned that uh, from a video that I found when I Googled. What's Wiz Khalifa's favorite You know what, JD, think, you're right. I'm a Wiz Khalifa fan I now. Think Khalifa, <laughs> He's like us. I think Khalifa's Muslim. It's an Islamic name. Yeah. That's why he don't eat pork. Never yeah, eat it means, I read what it meant, but I forgot. Fun fact alert. Yeah. Um, so, oh, so I said he's a suggestion. Woo! 
Steed in the North Dakota uh, Music Hold Hall on. of Fame. Hold on. Uh, other guys in, that may get in the Hall of Fame include Lawrence Welk, Peggy Lee, a folk Hold singer on. named Dan Navarro, who Hold at on. first I thought was Dave Navarro, and I went down a big rabbit hole trying to find out Dave Navarro's uh, uh, connection to North Dakota doesn't have Hold one. On. It's Dan Navarro. Uh, you got Bobby V, who had uh, many, many number Hold one hits. Hold on. Uh, but Take also care of my babies. Yeah, uh, Red Rubber Ball, uh, a couple others. Uh, but Bobby V filled in uh, for the Winter Dance Party Tour in 1959 when Buddy Holly, Richie Valens, and the Big Bopper couldn't make it. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's not forget uh, another inductee consideration. Let's not. James, Hold on. James D. Polyhar. Ployhar. Ployhar, who uh, he was a former music teacher in Fargo who gained national fame as a composer and arranger of music for junior high and high school bands. I'm pretty it's sure awesome. I just played I just, some of that. I just want to say that you, you you didn't say this, but you could have. The reason why you chose We Dem Boys is because he was talking about all those artists from North, North Dakota. No, I just chose it because it was his hottest track with the most downloads on Spotify.com. Uh, I'm just, I'm just happy to be part of a show where middle-aged guys complain about rappers not being as good as they were in their youth. Speaking of, this is number five. This is, yeah. Okay, I got, I got to admit, I backloaded this list or front-loaded if you're going top to bottom. These next five are fucking burners, and we, so we're gonna start out right here. In 1984, with the the king of the uh, outlaw, Waylon Jennings. Oh yeah, and we heard him in the opening. Yeah, a lot of the, lot of double ups. Yeah, with the pillowy, ultra patriotic claptrap. This this song is America. Yeah, just named America. Yeah, in we, 1984. I'll bet we could do a whole list of songs just called America. Oh yeah, we definitely could. Hunter, I, this is a song where it clicked what this genre is. It's it's the material that country artists record when the mainstream audience stops paying attention to them. <laughs> like, these are the songs that aren't even anthologized on the box sets, let alone the greatest hits collection. Well, you gotta understand, being sort of anti-establishment in the 80s was not good for business. And these guys have been, were established for long enough that they had to change. Just like, just, just like the Duke boys. Sure. They were good. They were just good old boys. Yeah, they, they, they didn't mean no harm. No, they didn't mean no harm. If you listen to the lyrics of this song, though, it's it's very, very radical. It actually calls for reparations for Native Americans. And these guys were radicals, though. Yeah. Well, it might be this call, this call for reparations no, for Native Americans. No, they really are. Willie Nelson was, too. And Willie Nelson did a ton of songs about the plight of the Native American. Most of these guys did. So did Johnny Cash. Yeah. Well, I, th I think, well, my, my point was I think that, it, that he accidentally called for reparations oh, no. trying to make a cheap rhyme to fit. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. Seriously. <laughs> It seems a little tossed off. It's yeah. not a really developed uh, political yeah. thesis. I have a question. Is Orange a race? Because he, he's, he's shouting out like the yellow man and the red man. It is. Well, okay, you that's the orange. You take this one, Hunter. I, I have to say, well, well first off, I want to say that I'm, I'm, I'm a little uncomfortable. I mean, I'm not, I'm not, I don't get offended. But I'm a little uncomfortable when people talk about white people and black people and then they start throwing other colors around. I guess brown is kind of okay when you when you're talking about like how George Bush bombed brown people, but then when you start throwing like yellow and and green and red and 
Yeah, there's, it's, it's nonsensical. You don't, well, you don't well, need to do that. But anyways, the, the orange. Reason, the reason they're I Dutch. About, they're the Dutch. Yeah, oh, okay. they're the, it's the Dutch. national color of Dutch. Yeah. My the uncle reason, told me the Dutch are cheap. Is that true? Uh, well, you guys have been from, to Holland, Michigan. You guys yeah, are from the You grew up in West Michigan. Wood shoes and windmills. This is your guys' tulips, as far as the eye can see. Your fight. It's beautiful. But but good luck not getting ripped off. They're cheap. Yeah. Well, the Dutch dudes van. Uh, the, what's the Van, Van, Andel. Van Husen Van Andel and with the slacks. The Amway guys. Oh. Yeah, they're raping West Michigan. Yeah. Wake up, sheeple. The Van Andels are raping you. Van Andel, and what's the other one? There's two guys. I don't care. Anyways. Anyways. It's the DeVosses. The whole DeVos. reason, yes, yeah. the reason <laughs> I brought up Orange as a race is because I remember when all the college sports teams were changing their nicknames to be a little more uh, sensitive. Yeah. And the like, St. John's over. Red Men became the Red Star. But then the Syracuse Orangemen became the orange and I was like I never understood who they thought they were offending with the name the orange man yes I also like, want to say the Donald in- Trump and John Boehner are those the orange yes men they are they're okay. terrible people I want to say the in Wallace would have liked this guy's uh, unless they were racist because he was being inclusive on this song yeah thank you Waylon Jennings Four. Let you rant about the Johnny Cat Johnny Cash. Johnny, oh wait, more like on. more like Johnny writing a check at the grocery store with ten people waiting behind him. Uh, am I right? What a lameo! Couldn't you have saved that for later, JD? No. You had to do that at the top of the song. Yeah. Ah. Oh. Yeah. Ah. Oh. I did. Ah. Oh. I did. I don't even know about this <laughs> playlist anymore. I don't even know. Hey, go. Oh, to- Go to YachtRock.com and listen to episode Moonshots. Episode Who Gives a Fuck. Anyways, we got, we've talked about gardeners and moralists, friends and patriots, but that ain't gonna pay no bills. To provide provisions, you need a hard-working man who knows how to push shit around. Here's Johnny Cash with a fucking tough-as-nails song about driving a big-ass Caterpillar D10 bulldozer. Literally. Yeah. That's what this song is about. It's not a metaphor. <laughs> and turn that music down! <laughs> this is heavy metal, parentheses, don't mean rock and roll to me. Heavy metal to him means a big-ass bulldozer. <laughs> no, Caterpillar D10 bulldozer, yeah. nothing less. But the irony is, this song would make an amazing heavy metal song. If Iron Maiden yeah. covered this song, they'd hit it out of the park. Yeah, you amazing. can say that about any song that Iron Maiden That's would cover. True. I did, and I, do, I want to point out, Johnny Cash is not anti-rock and roll. Like he's, he's in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. He's pro-working. Yeah, he's And honestly, in the 80s, he did like a whole string of songs that I think were supposed to ingratiate himself to the middle class. Like, I think he was getting busted for drugs. Or the the blue collar. Yeah, well, I have to say, I just want to say, has anybody here had a a sweet blue collar job? Yeah. Building shit? We talked about that already. Before, I worked at a hardware store for three years. Built houses with my old man. Yeah. And do you ever get any laborers in Michigan? No. Listen to that heavy metal music? Turn it down, we got work to do. That's what he's saying. Oh. Like, oh. Late after work. Cool. Just, like I all just, the Mexican Morrissey fans no, blasting their no, Morrissey. That's, 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 no, that's not where he was working. Oh, okay. Yeah, not in California. Oh. Yeah. I want to point out, too, that uh, once Johnny signed to a American uh, Rick Rubin's label, Deaf American, uh, Rick Rubin convinced him to cover a Glenn Danzig song. So eventually, heavy metal meant country. 
to him. Oh, to Johnny Cash. It's, it's true. He wasn't. He Johnny Cash is awesome. Oh yeah. I, I don't feel the need to like explain who Johnny Cash was. He just the bland and black traded his uh, his suit for the uh, day glow orange. Hmm? I just gotta say this. In laws uh, loved it. A lot of what I want to say in the rest of the show has to do with this. Uh, he references Beirut in this song, and it's such a great 1980s thing to reference, yeah. like Panama or the Sandinistas, Noriega, like yeah. when I listen, Olympics. Well, it's good that you especially in this, this in this top five. Like when I, it feels like I'm listening to Peter Jennings on ABC. We need movies. to talk about that because one of the main things was that these songs are modern, and I really pushed in the top five. That these songs are are going to get modern for 1984. Yeah, it's fantastic. So, so these are, yeah. So are as we, we move okay. forward, you're going to recognize some of very those specific cultural references. Yeah, like a caterpillar D10. Yeah, <laughs> timeless. Number three. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hear that. That's uh, country music. Uh, this is uh, the jester of Outlaw, besides Shel Silverstein, who wrote this song. Uh, this is Bobby Bear, who most of his stuff was humorous. It was a humorous take on modern society and his rejection of it. But here he's really trying. This is the Diet song from 1983. As I said, this was written by Shel Silverstein, who did a version five years before, but it's it's terrible. You can look it up. I'm he's not going to stop He's not a great you. singer, Shel no. Silverstein. It, but anyways, what Bear did was he would take Shel stuff and add decent country production and, and as better vocals yeah and as we're getting into the 80s the production is increasing shell Silverstein, he's great you read his poem books for the kiddos he's great at writing really funny amusing great sounding lists we could really use a lot we have a lot to learn from shell silverstein on absolutely if we can make a list of yacht rock credits like rhyme and flow as good as songs like this uh, this podcast would be number one on the charts. There's a Bobby Bear has an entire album of just yeah. Shel Silverstein songs. It's called uh, Bobby Bear Sings Lullabies, Legends, and Lies, and it's really, really good. He had a few, I think, of Shel did the majority of the of the yeah. stuff. Well, he did, he did, he had a lot of stuff that wasn't Shel, but he went through a very strong Shel phase. It was there it was, was his outlaw album. phase. It yeah. was really his outlaw yeah. phase. Um, and it wasn't just that one album. He did more yeah. show material, too. If you actually look at an earlier Outlaw sort of version of this song, it's called Food Blues from 1980. Bobby, he can't, he can't eat anything because it's bad for you. But at the end of the song, he reveals they didn't say nothing about no booze. So he goes he goes on an all-booze diet. Oh, that's the loophole. That's the, that's the old outlaw, Bobby. So that's what makes this in-law, because he's actually trying. This guy's oh, watching Richard it is. Simmons. And yeah, he's he talks about how he like throws back to his outlaw days, saying, I ate better when I was in jail. Proving that he used to be a badass, but this but, he, but he wasn't reminiscing because no, he's, but he's he was like, he's like forward. I used to be. Now yeah. I'm just dieting. Honestly, this song kind of is a whole lot of making his wife look like a bitch. A bi hey, what's what's hey, wrong? Hey, it's nothing wrong hey. with a woman wanting her man to look good. There's That's what this song wrong. is complaining about. He's like, don't eat your pizza in front of me. You're like taunting me, and all she wants is for him to look good, and then she's standing over him in his coffin. There's nothing wrong with a woman wanting her middle-aged husband to look skinny. Yeah, oh, I agree. She doesn't want this outlaw <laughs> looking like a butthole. But uh, read, read the lyrics. There's, there's a I've little... read these lyrics. Well, you read the lyrics. Uh, here's what I love about the lyrics. you got Jane Fonda references, Richard Simmons references.
songs yeah, have? Modern. We, we've done a lot of 80s songs, but you, good luck finding references like those in like Divorce Core. Yeah, right, no, no, like these, guys are, wave. Yeah. these guys are talking about what they're seeing. <laughs> they're the real, the real reporters. Yeah. Time. And the in-laws love them. Oh, God. This one's great. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, give it a second here. Yeah. This is Bocephus. The latest craze the VCR. Is this, <laughs> is this actually secretly Bob Odenkirk's C.S. Lewis no. Jr. character? No. Talking about how America's gonna blow up the moon? No, this, this is not This is not that ambitious. This, is, this song is a stand-up act, which makes sense because there's nothing more... It's in-law country. There's nothing more non-threatening to an in-law than a nice fellow in a blazer yeah, well, roll-up sleeves. Also, what is a deal with the VCR? Also, there's nothing better at this time. There's nothing better... Nothing could impress the in-laws more than knowing how to set their, the time on their VCR. And man, this is Bocephus. This is Hank Williams Jr. He's giving it his all. He's trying to learn that Dan Fandangle new video cassette recorder. More this like is, video contraption recorder. This, this is Video Blues from 1984's Major Moves. He was making Major Moves yeah. this time. Uh, Mostly from outlaw to in-law. Did he ever update this song? Did he ever do like DVD blues? No. Did he do Blu-ray blues? Because it seems like kind of tailor-made as, no. as a sequel to this. But, uh, but seriously, but he's... I, I just want to say, I sympathize with them. It's good to be good with tech when you're around your in-laws. Or me. I had you come over and set up my stereo. Yeah. I usually clear the viruses off my in-laws' computers. Yeah. Or, or I go over to Dave's house to hook up a stereo. It's I like being useful. Thank you, Dave. This guy could have used you. Me. He would have had one less amazing hit song, but uh, you would have made his life less. Well, the problem with this song is as when you get to the halfway point, you find out it's just about him watching Swedish erotica. Yeah. Well, there's, there's, two, what? there's two references to porn. The yeah. first, he accidentally gets a porn at first, and it blows his mind. And the second time he gets his girlfriend over and he shows him sweet she he shows her Swedish softcore porn hoping to get her all horny. Oh, that's hardcore. And, and but then hardcore. It, what is it's called Swedish the Swedish way or something? Yeah. Back, back in the eighties. All, all she wants to do is watch it and yeah. it has no interest in him. She's into it. Yeah. <laughs> Does he, he, doesn't he also reference getting a camera at one point to hook yeah, up. Yeah, I think like he, he wanted to, to I think he wanted to try it out. Yeah. Wants, you listen, you gotta hold on, you gotta save that. You don't wanna tell the, the in-laws about that. But it's okay. He's talking about having monogamous sex, so his heart's there. He's, he's trying to have sex with his lady by, by watching porn. Oh, he wants to make documentaries, and he rhymes expensive with documentaries. <laughs> and it works. <laughs> it's a great this, song. This whole song kind of sounds like when David Lee Roth would go uh, old We should almost play. Yeah, it is. <laughs> We should almost play that twice. Anything else of Video Blues Boys? And it's not I, it's every, not number one, by the way. Yeah. Every, so that means something good is coming. Every time I go home for Christmas, I end up with the parents' iTunes blues. Am I right, guys? Yeah. Bonnie! <laughs> My, oh, <laughs> fix your iTunes! <laughs> oh. Who did these bumpers? This oh, is the this is the Boston Typewriter Orchestra. Yeah, thank you very much. We're re, we're rerunning them. Yes. We need bumpers. I oh God! Great bumpers. These are great bumpers. They're wonderful. And you're in a great show because this is a great song, and this is number one. I picked this because it's. I love this fucking song. Is this John Fogerty. This is the Charlie Daniels Band with American Farmer from 1985. It's so good. I, I had to put it number one. I don't want to give any fun facts. Just listen. Let's jam out. 
He's got a big wart on his butt, but he don't care because his I wife is I want to sing again green. about the load on his back. <laughs> <laughs> He's digging and trenching and putting crops He's got a load ground. on his back. <laughs> oh, my God. came over for dinner. Oh, God. A couple glasses of wine. I put a load on his back. back. <laughs> <laughs> this is, I, I picked this song. This is number one, so we can listen to the whole thing, but we've listened to most of these whole things. Um, this, is, this is a song about the American. Hold on. It's a song about the American farmer. Yeah, yeah. Hence the name. It's about how the big corporations take the land and use it to sell those damn Fandango VCRs to Russia, and that's causing the world to starve. This song is great. I Wake love it. <laughs> Wake up, sheeple. Wake up, sheeple. The music moves. There's stuff about starving people in Africa. Yeah, Bobby Bear needs food. It's Fucking one, it's need tomatoes. It's one of the biggest problems in the 80s, starving people in Africa. I'm watching the news here. I'm feeling good. Yeah. And the in-laws would love this guy, because... No asshole hates America farmers. Like every, all all good guys love American farmers. I gotta say though, this guy lays out an economic plan in this song, and it's absolutely garbage. Basically, it's uh, if the man don't work and the people don't eat, uh, he has no concept of supply and demand. Listen to some more. Yeah, but um, look at the lyric. Here's his economic plan. He proposes only exporting crops. And exporting anything yeah, other than crops. It's you know, stupid. Only crops. Yeah. Only crops. I mean, there was a, there was an issue with corporations. I mean, there is a bit. It, yeah, he's, there, was, there's partly he's partly right. Like big corporations were taking all the land. Congress sends two thirds of its farm subsidies to the top ten percent of the most profitable corporate agribusinesses. Yeah. And most loopholes in that law favor the larger businesses over the small family-owned yeah. farms. Yeah. And the big corporations use all their subsidy profits yeah, to wake buy up. out all the family-owned yeah, farms. Yeah, let's solve this problem together, guys. Who cares yeah. if that devil's in Georgia? All right, in-laws, out-laws, fucking Jesus Christ, let's do it! Hey, yeah. well, while we're at it, let's raise the minimum wage. You'll empower 100 million consumers. Everyone's going to get yeah. richer. Yeah, I like how my shows end on the upswing. Let's get out there. Yeah, put some loads on bass. <laughs> and I gotta say, this is a guy with a tramp stamp tattoo. Oh, it's a little high for a tramp stamp. Wake up America. Tim when he's saying, I'll send you a photo. When he's saying, wake up America, he's really saying, wake, wake up sheep. Right. Mm-hmm. We know which America he's yeah. talking the to. The sheep. Yeah, and he also says, ghetto. The people in the ghetto. <laughs> and that and that makes this song worth it. Uh, I love in-law. What didn't make the list, guys? Uh, Hunter, when you explained this genre, the first song that popped into my head, uh, it's... I, it's by Hank Williams Jr. You, you picked a different Hank Jr. I, song, but the one that I... It was in there. The song you're about to say. Oh, yeah, yeah. The first song that popped into my head was All My Rowdy Friends yes. Have Settled Down. Yes. Like, and that seemed to be the definitive... Is that... A sequel to All My Rowdy Friends Are Coming Over Tonight? I think that one came oh. first. I think All My Rowdy Friends so Are it's Coming a Over prequel. Tonight came... Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think it is, because because huh. that, that the song, because it was in here, That was I think it was the song before Major Moves, and, and All My Rowdy Friends was on Major Moves. I was going to put that in there until I found Video Blues. That yeah. song I mean, I see why you awesome. put Video that's, Blues in You made in the right there. choice. <laughs> but uh. yeah, that's that's a bit in lawish. He is He is looking back a little... Which I like to look forward. I like to be modern. 
But I mean, I'm splitting right. hairs on the in-laws. Yeah, I, I got nothing. I accidentally deleted your um, your your right <laughs> draft email? list, so I didn't have any to choose my from. Phone number. Uh, and I re- so I researched myself, and I couldn't really find anything. You did a great job. You really found like yeah, like the awesome uh, outlaws going soft songs. I, I will say one note um, as we wrap this up. There were lady outlaws. But from my research, they seem to be immune to the in-law. The closest thing I could find was a, an embarrassing children's album by Jesse Coulter, who was Waylon Jennings' wife, mm-hmm. yeah. um, from the mid-90s. So if anybody out there on, on the Twitter sphere knows any uh, lady in-law, let me know. I'd love to hear it. Wait, I, don't, I don't get to go? Wait. Dave, oh, you, you didn't write anything you did, down. Do you, you what? Yeah, no, I don't. I don't have anything. Yeah, that's what I thought. Fucking <laughs> guy. <laughs> what a guy. He had to. He had to say it. He has to actually, say everything. Pablo in San Diego is going out of his mind right now. <laughs> actually, I I sort of started looking into Alabama, uh, but they didn't have like a hard ass. They weren't an previous. They weren't really outlaw. And honestly, they're really fucking good. I listen to a lot of Alabama. Alabama's great. If if Southern Rock had a bit of a yacht rock. Side mm. Alabama had a little yeah. If bit you're gonna drum. play in Texas, yeah. Next episode, Steve's bringing back bald metal, uh, oh, and that's lost hair metal. Great lost hair metal. Yeah, uh, that's the joke, right? Like, yeah, it's it's one of my wait, best explain playlists. it. Hold on, hold on. Explain it's one it. of my best playlists, and it's far and away my stupidest genre name. Uh, and I'm bringing it back. For it's a an sequel. early one, and the sequel is called Dial MTV Rock. It's gonna be a good one. Hey, guess what? New segment. <gasps> Welcome to the plug hole. Oh. Is that like the Steve hole? This is a segment where... We're plugging holes? You're jumping on the Steve hole? We plug things here. We plug things at the plug hole. Uh, Plug Julian Loves Music Show on August 21st at 8 p.m. at the Hollywood Improv Lab. Right? That's what it's called. Yeah. Uh, We're going to be on the podcast Julian Loves Music. They record it live in front of an audience. Yeah. So go to... uh, It's going to be terrifying. Go to (laughs) julianmccullough.com. That's Julian... M-C-C-U-L-L-O-U-G-H dot com and buy your tickets today, August 21st, 8 p.m. We'll be on stage. It'll be great. Did yeah. you did you push the demo button on a Casio keyboard for this? This is um oh this is from Bensounds.com. I have to credit it. It's a royalty-free music. I just have to give them credit. Oh, okay. Yeah. Ben Sounds, you get royalty-free yeah. music, Bensounds.com. Let's uh, uh, let's plug the shirts. Yeah, we we got uh, Beyond Yacht Rock t-shirts for sale on the website. Oh, they are oh, free. They- T-shirts. Oh, sexy. And they are flying off the shelves. And I gotta say, I just washed my t-shirt. It feels better than the new yeah. version. Still looks good. That's too. that's how that's how premium t-shirts work. Mm-hmm. They get better with every wash. Yeah, these, it's these like son- a big old hug. These sons of guns are flying off the shelf. If you bought one, tweet us a picture of yourself and we'll retweet it because everybody looks amazing in them. And if we gave you a button, uh, send us a photo of your jean meat. Now we have jean meat oh, products too. Yeah. Put Not your button. Soon. Um, your jean meat button. No, not your button. Oh. No, just the jean oh. meat. Yeah. Just send a photo of your jean meat. Yeah. Um, also, I've got uh, I'm Bob Seeger t-shirts for sale at jdriznard.etsy.com. Uh. Listen, they're only $15. It's free shipping. Wait, how many more do you have? I have... Uh, Fellas, how much money do I we think, have on me? I think oh, over fifty. Oh no, I think I'm done. I think I'm done like thirty something. I think I'm done like thirty wow. something. So we're we're doing a good job. <laughs> Buy him up. Bob Seeger's birthday is coming up. 
sometime within within it's the next 365 yeah, days. <laughs> so you want to have that shirt to celebrate in the in the right way. And if you are Bob Seger, you really want this shirt. Yeah, you should have two. I don't know if we have them in his size. And then the final plug: if you're a composer, size awesome, you mean? Yeah. If you're a composer and would like us to plug you as well, please send an oh. instrumental music bed to beyondyachtrock at gmail.com. That's also where you send the countdown bumpers in MP3 form, please. Uh, so please, like, create some bumpers, create some music beds for this uh, plug hole segment, and uh, that's it for the plugs. Wait, what other format were they sending you songs in? Like dot, like record? Wave yeah, set? I sent you mine in uh, wave file. Yeah, I gotta convert it to I a painting. I don't know how to fucking convert Just JD, send them to me. I can, I can convert them. But it's a pain in the butt. It's a step I don't want to take. Send me MP3s, people. You can do it. What, any bit rate that you would like? A hundred bits. I don't know. <laughs> Follow this week. One ninety-two <laughs> or above, people out there. Follow this week's in law country playlist by following JD Riznar on Spotify. Go to feralaudio.com for show notes by Tim Malcolm and follow him on Twitter at Timothy Malcolm for fun facts. He's and the American farmer. Sorry. <laughs> Send questions via Twitter at Yacht Rock. Comments, anything. Talk to us on Twitter. Follow JD at JD Riznar. Follow Hollywood Steve at Hollywood Steve H. Follow Dave at David underscore B underscore Lions. Follow Hunter at Hunter Stare. Like Yacht Rock on Facebook. Rate and review us on iTunes, please. It helps the podcast so much. I know we have 4,000 listeners at least. We need more iTunes reviews. We hunger for them. It helps the algorithms. It helps the algorithms. Thanks, Dustin. Uh, go to YachtRock.com for a truly useful experience. Yeah. Buy t-shirts, watch episodes, read the captain's blog, send us an email, whatever you dream. We can make it happen at YachtRock.com. That cam. Thanks to Boston Typewriter Orchestra for sending in them bumpers. Thank you. Additional bumpers by Rob Crow and Mark Rivers. Thanks to producer Dustin Marshall. You know, because America. America. He's the American farmer. Check out other Feral Audio podcasts at Feral Audio. Dat cam. cam. Feral Audio.